Love Talk Radio. and blessings all on her children wherever on her be. Thank all the family on the islands in the sea. This year the queen quit head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter taught him not Robbie to tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station where we the key upliftment to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. This evening we're going to take a moment of silence for all the family from Haiti and things like that. And then give some prayer for their safety. Well, we say thank you, thank you, this evening, and things like that. Bless the phone and chill and we'll date it from the water, across the water, and things like that. Shout for safety on life and things. Please say, peace be from this yard. And for all these yard ones, they just stand. And roll back the storm. Right of us, go back to evil with the universe, and things like that. Bless the poor family, wherever they be. They're going to give what you need this year. Thank you, thank you, God. All of this year. We say, Amen. 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 So, so glad it's a day here one more again on Gullah Rhythm Radio. But this evening, yeah, glad it's a crack my teeth. But what? We go crack my teeth about Pandisha Show. Now, usually, on Monday evening and things like that. We can start off a little bit light and go on to deeper issues and things like that. But this evening, all we got, the DNA deep. So you crack my teeth out the rest of the week so all my listeners were getting me from around the world. Can't understand why they crack my teeth out. So this evening, I'm going to speak this way. 
because I want all my listeners around the world to really be able to understand all of what's going on at this moment. We are in the midst of the peak of the hurricane season here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Now, as Chief Descent Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, of course, every year this time this gives me pause and concern because no matter how often we post on GullahGeecheeNation.com, no matter how often we tweet at Gullah Geechee, no matter how often we post on Facebook page after Facebook page for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, Gullah Geechee TV, Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, Gullah Geechee Nation, that we have to be prepared. We start off in April because hurricane season starts in May and goes all the way now to November the 1st. No matter how often we do that, there's always going to be folks who are not prepared. Now, this has been compounded by the fact that there is still an ongoing pandemic that some people were falsely saying was over. I have sat in meetings with so-called intellectual people who made statements like, oh, yes, now that we're post-pandemic, I said, where are you that there's post-pandemic? Because the rest of the world is still dealing with a pandemic. Don't fool yourself that because folks are getting shots at that point, it was not an FDA-approved vaccine. People were getting shots, which meant people were voluntarily participating in really a massive global clinical trial that hadn't yet been approved by the Food and Drug Administration in the United States. And in other countries, they still were waiting to approve it. So if you still hadn't gotten to the point of a vaccination, you could not say that nation by nation you were past any point of a pandemic. So it would stun me when I would see these folks that truly believed they didn't need to wear masks anymore. They truly believed that they didn't have to do anything but go back the way things once were. When I sing the song The Way We Were, one of my favorites by Gladys Knight, in fact, not the Barbara Streisand one, that Gladys Knight and the Pips, for that matter, I am often reflecting on things in my mind, and I would wonder was so great about what was going on that makes some people want to just hit a reset, like get in a DeLorean and go backward. Because in my world, the same things we were fighting, the same things we were talking about the same way every year I'm posting about being prepared ahead of the storm, this is the same stuff that I've been talking about, the same thing we've broadcasted about, the same things that we've had discussions about on a global level, and we videotape it, we post it. Those videos get minimal views. But when something is pressing, it's right now at the moment, it's something dramatic, and especially if it's something funny, people want to jump all over that. That goes viral. Even people's hardships, if someone remixes it and throws some music on it or now puts it on a comedy channel, then you get some attention. But if you have a serious discussion, people do just like they do when you say you got to be prepared because there's disasters 
that are in the world. And no matter how often you say it, you feel like John in the wilderness or Noah before the flood because people don't hear you. When it's to the point that they want to listen, it's usually past the point that they should have listened. So today has been somewhat surreal for me because I rose to double-check those things that had to go on today, various Zoom meetings that were already on the schedule and the like, also planning in the midst of tropical rainstorms that had been coming down last night, which I was happy for on the one hand because I made sure to get all my seeds in the ground and all my sets in the ground so that when the rain would come, if these predictions for one time were right, if the rain would come, it would actually bless my ground. It would bless my space. It would enhance this fall-winter crop. But the whole time I was planting, instead of having the peace in my spirit that I had when I planted the spring crop, I had to keep doing a reset in my mind and in my spirit and get recentered that I was there meditating on abundance because my mind kept shifting to the season that we're in here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, that we are in office season, that we are in hurricane season, and that this is the peak of the season, that we still have a month and a half to go when things are so-called normal. But once again, what's normal now? Over my lifetime, this season has grown longer and longer. Over my lifetime, the heat has increased from 100-degree days here and there, 103-degree days here and there, to actually weeks of triple-digit heat. And... So I prayed for folks in the Gulf when they said, here's another hurricane and tropical storms and here's something else developing and, by the way, our electricity is out, which meant that they could not have air conditioning. Even if they dealt with the flood and they needed to clean out their houses, there was no way to do all that work and then do it in 100-plus degree heat without getting heat frustration and heat exhaustion and compounding sicknesses around the respiratory system while people are wondering the minute that someone goes, <clears throat> whether that's a real, just a regular, everyday cough, is it a reaction to something you're allergic to, or is it COVID? COVID has caused a lot of things no longer to be covert, but to be overt to be right there in your face, and yet people don't pay it any mind. People are doing everything they can to avoid facing this reality that so many people had been out here beating drums, screaming loud, putting lights, bells, whistles on it for decades now to say the climate is changing, the world is changing, and with it sea levels are going to rise. With it, the heat index is going to rise. With it, you are going to also have a rise in various types of insecurity. 
individually and with global nations. Because people's concerns were if there was not food security because there were massive droughts or these floods that destroyed people's crops, then where were people going to go to get food? There would be food shortages. As a result, where were people going to migrate to obtain food from other places? We watch cattle ranchers, because of droughts out west, have to sell off their cattle. The same places out west that I've ridden through, driven through, going to visit part of the Gullah Geechee diaspora that are called the Black Seminoles out in Texas. So when I say this day was surreal, after checking my schedule, I'm seeing on there that, boom, I get a notice that the UN SDGs moments meeting is happening, and I'm going, wait a minute, isn't this the week for the UN food security systems meeting? We're getting ready to go into that. So, okay, fine, the SDG meeting is happening. Let me tune in. So I tuned in while I went on to load up photographs of me planting that food in the field while all of a sudden, here came a leak into the house, same leak, same roof leaking again. Since Matthew, we've never been able to figure out where does it come from, and I'm hearing from others now, all these different people who are having the same issue. They keep chasing this leak, and they cannot find what is the cause of it, and it only shows up after the rain really stops falling which means that the water is dropping somewhere else and water finds its own level. It's finding its way under some layers and creeping down, trickling then in to their houses. And living in a humid area like we are, wonder sometimes when you hear the, <clears throat> or you feel that tightness in your chest, you wonder, is it the heat? Is it the COVID? Is it mold exposure? It's all layered in such a way that you can't get to the root of the problem years and years on end because maybe you can't afford to go to all the doctors to find the solution, but you would expect that the medical professionals would leave the situation in the midst of a pandemic, and instead the policies and the politics do. So as I listen to global leaders once again talking about the types of things that needed to be achieved, but how the major Western countries were not stepping up to do their part, were not putting the investments in the rural communities especially, not putting the investments in the communities where women are the leaders. I reflected back on many discussions that had happened over the decades that I'd been going to the United Nations before there were these UN Sustainable Development Goals and how now they wish they had had an extra one that talked about broadband and the world's connectivity because right now is a moment when people need to connect to one another. They need to know what else is going on out there in the world whether it is good or it is bad, but even when it's announced with all the devices and all the connectivity that people have within the United States, I see a disconnect because even now as another global crisis is happening, people aren't making the connection about islanders in the world 
the numerous islands that have been hit by tropical storms and hurricanes that still have not recovered from years ago, much less the ones that have happened already in this season. They're not looking at the coastal communities and these consistent discussions about seeking to have us migrate inland while the land is left there for those who can afford to simply retrofit their homes and rebuild them in a more, quote, sustainable, end quote, manner, while not considering those of us who don't have that financial influx that, again, is not coming in from the West. But now the cameras go to the West because the headlines today bring them viewership even that from a person like me that tends not to watch the bad news on the dummy box you call the TV. Pause when I went to the home of a family member who watches the news channels all the time, and I saw massive amounts of people that looked just like Gullah Geechee's carrying things on top of their head and crossing water on foot. I was like, hold up. Who them? Look like some of we. Where they going? I said, wait a second, is that the border? And I look up in the corner of the screen to see a place that I have been to, Del Rio, Texas. I've seen that border. So here it is that I'm now stunned and I need to know what is going on here in the midst of the week that we are talking about the United Nations meetings overlapping one another and the types of dialogues and discussions that are going to be going on around sustainable development goals. What is this migration crossing this water coming in to a different nation? And then I hear the announcement and I see on the screen the word Haitian. I said, that's why they look like us. The Haitian family is crossing into the U.S. by way of Mexico? How did that happen? So I went and I did some research and found out that there were various means by which people left Haiti and made their way into various points in Mexico or into other countries and then made their way northward up to Mexico and continued and have now gotten to the point where they're crossing the water and they're in Texas. And what's happening? They're reporting anywhere from 15,000 to 18,000 of the folks that at least this time they're calling them migrants that actually literally are running for their lives because of the upheaval that is going on in Haiti. Their leadership was murdered, and from that point, the continued political mudslide this time they had to contend with. The food is insecure. So many who felt they had to go because there was nothing there for them to be able to continue to hold on to and to endure they made their way over one massive body of water by planes, by small boats. Then they made their way on foot and catching any means of transportation they could to end up going through, some cases, multiple countries to get to the U.S. for the U.S. to be shipping them back out, as they've done all my life 
to Haitians who sought refuge in the United States. Entering from any point, they ship them back out. They're saying they're sending some back to Haiti and some just to other places. Where are these other places going to be? So this is when you start to have to really focus in on global insecurity before it reaches your door, before there's an alert that has to specifically ring out over your phone. And I've even been in airports where every phone started going off. And people continued to la-di-da, stroll around, go shopping, um, just looked at their phone, hit it, like to just turn the noise off because it wasn't a call they were looking for, and continued like nothing was going on. And meanwhile, it was an alert. It was an emergency services alert. And at that point in time, I became concerned truly about humanity and how disconnected they are when connected devices because they're more connected to the devices than they are to other individuals and to the humanity of global society. So now, if we have people running literally for their lives and needing to get to places and spaces to the point where they would go through all of what I described earlier, while in these same places and spaces there are droughts where people are selling off their livestock and they're trying to figure out places to even feed themselves and there's a pandemic going on. And then you have a situation where coming in this area, we're sitting here praying that there will be no storms that come to the coast and in the midst of it all trying to find ways that people will make sure that their land taxes are paid before October the 1st, before auctions take place. Again, this land, again, this land, again, this land is where people need to stand. This is the place from which we could feed ourselves and then be secure if you are self-sufficient. And that process is becoming more and more of a struggle due to the inhumanity towards man in the world. So what is the next step? What is the next crossing that we have to make? Which group has to be forced to cross water on foot in the way that I saw today for the world to be concerned, especially the United States, to even care? So here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, coming Saturday, September the 25th, from noon to 2 p.m. on historic St. Helena Island at the St. Helena Branch Library. We're going to have an event called Gullah Geechee Energy Day to share with people ways in which to end energy poverty because if we can end energy poverty, we can help people hold on to their land and their legacy because they'll have more cash, God willing, in hand so that they can stay on this land. But this land has to also remain healthy in order for us to have security, to be able to feed ourselves from this land. So this is why I'm continuing to be committed to working with any and all global partners that are part of the UN Sustainable Development Goals and are willing to invest in the process of resiliency. And we often talk about this word adaptation in this field of climate action, gracious, some forced 
like my ancestors made to end up here on these sea islands from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, and then the low country all the way up to the St. John's River, where Hunter is still the to crack we teach so. I'm willing to work with the partners like the South Carolina Interface Power and Light Group, who we've been working on a global tree project all this month. But what stunned me before I came on the air for this brief reflection this evening was that, wait a minute, we're raising money for Pakistan, we're raising money for Trinidad, and we're raising money for Haiti to plant a tree. But do you mean to tell me that when we get done, the tree might be there and the people might not in Haiti? And what good is planting a tree if there are no seeds and someone is there crying out in their own mother tongue, feed me. So here it is that we have all of this wrapped up in this moment. Global insecurity, global poverty. At what point do we find humanity? At what point does it no longer matter who honored be who I even be and thing like that? I didn't read a week or two on like that. They said, you're born Francais. Okay, passa. Come estas? At what point will we stop acting like we are the first ones that climb the tower that we call Babel, babbling fools and those at babbling brooks trying to figure out if we cross this water, will we make it or not? And when we do, if I get there, will I find humanity in you? Will you fight for me too? This is what I'd love to see on every shore, wherever we be. So this week I'm praying for all those yet working globally, for the UN SDGs, for us to come together and impact this financial climate that even the U.S. now is in a panic and in a tailspin as Wall Street's numbers are declining rapidly today, and they pray that this does not continue. But maybe it is because they've promoted insecurity instead of stability, instead of promoting health and immune systems and strengthening our bodies and making sure our land and waters are healed and our air is pure so that we can endure, so that all of us, no matter where we be, could simply not have to walk across the sea, but stay where we be and breathe lightly. Instead, we're all right now sitting back, the ones who are doing it consciously and seeking at this moment in time a divine intervention to this global insecurity and definitely to global poverty. So my prayers go out around the world this evening from right here where I be, in this your land of the Gullah Geechee. And one more again, God, thank you, thank you for making we who we be, that we be Gullah Geechee, anointed people. 
So from the Gullah Geechee Nation to the Haitian family, all the folks around the world right now who are concerned about what you might see in the headlines tomorrow that make it feel just as surreal as it did to me today, I want you to know for you too, I pray. This is Queen Quet, Chiefess of the Gullah Geechee Nation, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for joining me right Pun Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. Yeah, the whole world has a long way to go. We pray that, yes, the sustainable goals will include somehow along the way some humanity in every heart yet again today. Peace and blessings to all of you. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, thank you for following me at net and GullahGeecheeNation.com. We going to keep standing where we be and keep on holding upon this your land in the sea.